report on this uh, interviewing the um, Pacific Com commander last uh, in March, I think is when the show came on. They re-aired it recently, and I have a whole bunch of stuff from that I wanted to share with you, but just don't have it here today. But yeah, Hugh Hewitt's right. And by the way, when I saw that it was Lester Holt and uh, Kirsten Welker, I was like, no. But then when I saw Hugh up there, I'm like, oh, we're going to get some good stuff. Because Hugh Hewitt is a really, really good talk show host. He uh, works for the Salem Radio Network and has been doing a show for decades, and it's, it's fantastic. I mean, he's a really sharp guy. Um, I've met him a few times and anyway, I respect him tremendously. So I was very, I was like, what is, what is he doing up there? But great. Good to have him. So he asks this very serious on point, you know, numbers based question about the strength of the Navy. Is it enough? Nikki Haley gives the first crack at it. China has the largest naval fleet in the world. They have 350 ships. They'll have 400 ships in two years. We won't even have 350 ships in two decades. China has built up their military. It's not just land, air, and sea. They're doing cyber. They're doing artificial intelligence. They're doing space. America needs to modernize our military. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, she's right. In all of those dimensions, we have challenges. Um, but the main focus of the question was on naval power because historically naval power has been, you know, the big thing that has been the way. And, you know, certainly when you're talking about protecting or deterring for Taiwan, that's that's the thing we need to be focused on. And the numbers are just terrible. Yes, I know a lot of the Chinese ships are, you know, not great, but a lot of our ships are not great. Have you seen the LCS? Have you seen the Zumwalt? Have you? I mean, you know, like just the numbers that we have. And our best newest ones, and we're behind on maintenance, and we don't have adequate shipyards, which is why the Chinese are way ahead of us in this. They are genuinely far, far ahead in capacity over us, and um, it's just not obvious that we're capable of getting back. But Governor DeSantis, who did pull out a plan uh, a couple of weeks ago about this, gives his perspective. I've already released a— Oh, sorry. Here's the question and then his answer. question is specifically about the Navy. It's at 291. It's going to go down perhaps as low as 280. Is it enough? And what would you build if you were going to build more? Not enough. We have to have the ability to back up a strategy of denial of President Xi's ambitions. And if China's able to be the world's leading superpower, that will affect you and your family in ways that are going to be very bad. They will export authoritarianism all around the world as the cost of doing business. They will impose things like social credit scores and internet monitoring. So this is to this generation, what the Soviet Union was to the post-World War II generation. Yeah, all of that's accurate. I've already released a plan. We're going to get to 355 ships at the end of the first term, 384. Whoa. Really? I mean, we're on a downtrend right now, and in four years, you think that we can rebuild plus 70? In four years. That's ambitious. Because the problem is not just money. The problem is you know, shipyards, capability, workers. I mean, it's the whole, it's the everything in this process. It's, you can't just go and say, well, you know, here's a hundred billion dollars, build us some ships. It's not even remotely that simple. And I'm not saying the government doesn't have a plan. I'm just saying, you know, that's 
quite a thing to claim. Anyway, here's the rest of the uh, the comments that he had. 385 ships at the end of the second term, but we're going to have a path to 600 ships over the next 20 years. I think the future of freedom is going to be determined in the Indo-Pacific. We have a strategy not with mil not just military, but decoupling from the economy and fighting them here at home with their cultural. And again, all of that. And he has done the things he can do as governor in terms of, you know, trying to make it so they can't buy land, trying to make it so that they're not involved in college campuses, which is where they're promoting their cultural propaganda. He's right on all of these fronts. And of course, everybody knows that they steal our stuff, which is sometimes why the stuff the Chinese have isn't as scary. You know, like their knockoff F-35 is not nearly as capable as ours because it's a stolen and it doesn't have everything. Um, if you wonder, you know, what my own theory, okay, is if you wonder why the F-35 demo at the air show wasn't all that interesting, because they're not showing you what it can do. The F-22 has been around a while. They can afford to show it. The F-16, the F-20, the F-35, look, we make some passes. Okay, that's all there is to it. Anyway, um, then there was this conversation about whether Nikki Haley can claim to be strong on China or not. We'll get to that in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives first. Well, we're looking pretty good this morning so far. I-10 and I-110 is checking in clear. Lillian Jackson, uh, Navy and New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard not showing any accidents. Highway 98 is looking good so far. If you have traffic info to report this morning, please text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to the conversation about the Navy, particularly relevant to us here in this part of the United States, obviously. You know, Ambassador Haley said somehow I wasn't doing. She welcomed them into South Carolina, gave them land near a military base, wrote the Chinese ambassador a love letter saying what a great friend they were. That was like their number one way to do, to do economic development. In Florida, I banned China from buying land in this state, and we kicked out on our universities, and we kicked the Confucius Institutes out of our universities. We've recognized the threat, and we've acted swiftly and decisively. Yeah, there was an interesting sort of pile on uh, Nikki Haley over this China stuff, and Vivek Ramaswamy saying that she had claimed that they were a good you know, friend and a good uh, partner, but she, I think, uh, accurately defended against that claim, saying that that was because they were working on a completely separate deal that did work, and in that regard, they were a good partner. Overall, in general, of course, not so much, but but still, okay, um, that's one thing. And, and Vivek Ramaswamy, I think he's got a point, uh, though I don't like to give him a lot of credit because he showed himself so incompetent as a leader and as a, I mean, as a human last night, frankly. Uh, just, I mean, he he blew himself up, <laughs> frankly, several different times and got roundly booed on all the right occasions. But there's an element of truth in this observation. Our actual defense industrial base depends on China for the supply chain for the F-35 jets, for the ships that we're building. Think about this. Why are we stockpiling that if it isn't to actually be strong against our enemy, China? We depend on them for that, just like we depend on them for pharmaceuticals, just like we depend on them for semiconductors. So here's why we can't get tough with China. It's because we depend on them for our modern way of life, and we have to declare economic independence from our enemy. I mean, he's absolutely right. Everybody knows this. Disentangling ourselves from China as a supplier of everything and as a source of everything is going to be, you can't go to war with the people that you're buying everything from. <laughs> you can't be uh, political adversaries and have leverage against them if they also have leverage against you, right? That's part of the challenge. And then there was a moment last night, and I had said in the early, I'm going to, you know, we talk about this all day, the, the debate last night. Um, I thought that uh, Tim Scott showed himself to be just un 
it just did not understand a lot of what was going on, had terrible moments, and barely qualified for the debate. I think will not qualify for the next debate, at least if they raise the qualifications again. So you'll be down to four. And I thought Vivek Ramaswamy had moments last night that really showed him to be disqualified for this. The one that surprised me the most, the one where I was like, the what you said? Um, Chris Christie made a threat that, unless I am very mistaken, and it is always possible I am, is incompatible with ethics, just war theory, the historical doctrine of nuclear deterrence. I mean, he made a weird threat against China that made, I mean, I like eyebrows up the what did you just say? If we are going to deter China from invading Taiwan, the only way we're going to do it is to make sure that they don't know whether how many nuclear submarines from the United States of America are in the South China Sea and in that area and ready to strike on them if they decide to move on Taiwan. And so we, as our first priority, need to go directly to our nuclear sub-program queue, and we need to increase it drastically. That would be priority number one. Ships would come next, but to me, the ships are secondary choice here. The, the submarines are the single most important thing that we could be deterring, that we could be using to deter China. How how do you think that works, Governor? So we say you'd best not go and invade Taiwan because we've got nuclear missiles that we can launch at you out of our subs in the region? Because, I mean, a, a threat is only credible if you're willing to follow through on it, right? So he's saying that we should deter a conventional war with the threat of nuclear war. But, of course, you know, China has missiles too. I mean, a lot, right? They have a lot of nuclear capability. And historically, the doctrine has always been that nuclear weapons are only to be used as a response to somebody else using nuclear weapons. And therefore, they are only a deterrent because the other side believes that we will use them if they use nuclear weapons first. And he's now threatening first strike nuclear use against China invading Taiwan. I mean, don't get me wrong, China invading Taiwan is a huge thing that we are all very concerned about. But historically speaking, there's this bright line distinction between conventional and nuclear. And the idea that he would think an appropriate use of nuclear submarines is to threaten nuclear war over, you know, an amphibious invasion of Taiwan that does not involve nuclear weapons. And that he somehow hasn't really thought through, I, I guess, I mean, I can't make sense of this comment. That if we, you know, they invade Taiwan, we can't stop them because we have too small a fleet, let's imagine. So instead what we need to do is we need to tell them, hey, back off. We've got nuclear weapons, to which they will say, you know, we do too, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on in Chris Christie's mind here, other than I mean, weirdly, my most charitable interpretation is that the governor of New Jersey, former governor of New Jersey, somebody briefed him on the nuclear triad recently is like, We've got submarines? We are gonna use those to stop China. And like he's maybe never read a nuclear strategy paper and is like, I don't know. That's that was my reaction. Now, I know you know a lot of you are 
Navy, former Navy folks, and you know I'm pretty close to some folks who got a lot of knowledge in this area. I didn't have a chance to ask them about it last night, but if you think I'm wrong about this, that was my reaction. Is frankly, Chris Christie just disqualified himself for making that kind of a statement, which he made. I'm like kind of like repeated it. You know, I'm emphatic about this. It's got to be the subs. That's the way we stop China. Hmm. Okay, maybe. Maybe he doesn't understand the difference between, you know, a nuclear sub and like uh, uh, um, an assault or a, a submarine that's going to be used to combat ships. If he's saying we need to invest in submarines so that we can take out their fleet if they're trying to invade Taiwan, well, that is a whole different issue. But that's not the nuclear subs. <laughs> that's not the, you know, the missile subs for the nuclear triad are not the same as the, the you know, the, the hunters, right? Uh, I... I mean, that's, again, my best explanation is that he has no idea what he's talking about. That's the best. Because if he knows what he's talking about and he's saying this, that's terrifying. 623 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182 horsepower Subaru Boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure. And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, on Online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. When getting the job done right is job one, you need construction equipment that's built right. From compact track loaders to the world's number one selling compact excavator, the Kubota construction lineup features durable Kubota engines, more comfort, and the versatility to do it all and do it right. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit the friendly folks at Coastal Machinery. Now with 40 years in the business. Locations in Pensacola and Crestview. (coughs) Oh, this cold. Honey? (coughs) Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Deep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Got it. Goes down! Sack! This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep downfield! Caught! Touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long, right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. 
Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service Technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola, right now on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Doctor, this is the mayor talking. All right, all right. Doctor, come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. That's it? That's it. I got it, I'm gone. I'm getting some really good texts in here related to the uh, nuclear submarine issue with Chris Christie. We'll get to those in just a second. Before that, Jake has got traffic on the fives. You okay there? I saw you coughing a little bit. Sorry. Oh yeah, that. sorry. I, I I'm still thinking about the Ramaswamy. I'm just so creeped out that I just I can't even I can't even stand it. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, traffic is looking really really good this morning. Uh, we have no major accidents to report. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Yep. Highway 90 through Milton and Pace is still looking good. Highway 98 is not showing any major slowdowns, but uh, I'm sure it's going to start backing up there at Tiger Point anytime. Scenic Highway is still looking good and Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. If you have traffic info to report this morning, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm getting some people in here. That, thanks, Jake. I'm getting some people text me at 437-1620 that uh, maybe what he meant was not nuclear missiles. Maybe what he meant was nuclear nuclear power then don't mention it power source is irrelevant to the uh you know the strategic use right so that's not relevant uh somebody else says well um you know maybe you know maybe some have been converted maybe that's the issue um again or maybe he didn't mean to attack against china no i mean listen this is the clip this is important if we are going to deter china from invading taiwan the only way we're going to do it is to make sure that they don't know whether how many nuclear submarines from the United States of America are in the South China Sea and in that area and ready to strike on them. Strike on them. That is very clear terminology. This is unambiguous and scary, frankly, scary for him to be using, you know, a nuclear threat this way as the solution for defending against a conventional invasion. 628 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Defense officials say the U.S. launched an airstrike on a weapons storage facility in Syria used by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and affiliated groups. President Biden ordered that strike in response to drone and rocket attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. Uh, And Los Angeles police apparently had to break up fights the other day in front of the Museum of Tolerance. Uh, This is after they screened a film containing footage of the October 7th Hamas attacks in Israel. Uh, The 43-minute film called Bearing Witness is said to be graphic and includes footage recorded by members of Hamas during that attack. Local news outlets report that it was a humongous skirmish. Hundreds of people were there. Several people were detained, but they say no arrests were made. Well, well, what you might say is that's why we need the museum. Yes. And they need to go inside and look, you know. But, yeah, this is the um, this is the film that uh, Gal Gadot says that she wants to screen for all the Hollywood folks, you know. It's the you know footage from the actual incident, and it's uh, supposed to be pretty horrific, not surprisingly, if, if it's going to persuade you of what uh, Hamas would do. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk to um, – what is coming up next? All of a sudden, my brain – Wes Moreno, thank you. <laughs> 
I was thinking it was a 7 o'clock hour all of a sudden. Yeah, West Moreno, County Administrator for uh, Scan B County. We'll talk to him coming up next. And your thoughts on the debate. And, and what, if, even if you disagree with me, look, I don't say this enough, but it's true. If you disagree with me, feel free to text. I don't mind. I, I like that. It gives people the chance to hear a counter viewpoint, and we sometimes will you know, talk about it on the air. That's perfectly fine. 437-1620. Pelosi, the gloves coming off at last night's Republican presidential primary debate in Miami. All five candidates came out swinging, but the biggest clashes were still between former uh, UN ambassador Nikki Haley and political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy, like this exchange about TikTok. Her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time, so you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it, and that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy answer. Sound courtesy of NBC News, GOP frontrunner Donald Trump held a rally elsewhere in the Sunshine State. Negotiations are underway for a three-day ceasefire in Gaza in exchange for a hostage release, and the U.S. military carried out airstrikes on a Syrian weapons storage facility overnight, which Iran allegedly used to stage attacks against American bases. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is partly cloudy, 65 degrees here in Pensacola. Uh, one one person is dead and a suspect is in custody. This is after a domestic violence-related shooting last night. It happened on Teakwood Circle. The sheriff's office says an argument escalated into a shooting. The victim died at the scene. Right now the suspect is in custody and has not yet been identified. A Defuniac Springs man has been arrested on multiple sex offender charges out of Baldwin County, Alabama, and Georgia. The Walton County Sheriff's Office says 63-year-old Douglas Miller had multiple felony warrants out for charges that range from child molestation and incest to uh, sex offender registry violations. Miller was reportedly homeless and had been living in Defuniac Springs since last October. The woman who allegedly stole a vehicle with a five-year-old girl inside, currently being held at the Escambia County Jail without bond, 23-year-old Miracle Armstrong did make her initial appearance in court yesterday. Her bond was revoked. This is due to charges that she's facing from another alleged incident last month. The child's mother, Cassie Sandusky, talked with Channel 3. She says she doesn't believe Armstrong intended to kidnap her daughter. Mine was opportunity. She took it, and Isabel scared her. I grabbed Isabella water and I took it back out to her and then I came back inside to put my bra on, grab my purse, grab a cigarette and open the door and she was gone. Sheriff Chip Simmons says Armstrong was arrested after she was spotted on Michigan Avenue and ran into a laundromat where she was surrounded. Navy Federal's brand new outdoor recreation facility at their campus off a nine mile is going to be open to the public starting next week. We have grown just tremendously over the past 20 years, but we could not have done that without the support of this community. So it was really a way for us to say thank you for supporting us and thank you for being on this journey with us. Executive Vice President Cara Cardona and that area includes multi-purpose fields, walking trails, uh, it's got pickleball, basketball, and volleyball courts. Back in 2019, the land the county sold 100 acres to Navy Federal. Construction on that outdoor facility started last July. A big step in the House's impeachment inquiry into President Biden. It is about time. We fully applaud this 
decision to send the subpoena to Hunter and James Biden. I have been speaking with House Speaker Mike Johnson about the process and flow of subpoenas uh, as recently as this week. Congressman Matt Gates says those subpoenas came from Kentucky's James Comer, who chairs the House Oversight Committee. A subpoena was also issued to Hunter Biden's former business associate, Rob Walker. Those subpoenas come a day after the House Judiciary Committee questioned special counsel David Weiss over the Justice Department's investigation into Hunter's business dealings. It is 635 at News Radio 92.3. Jake, what are you seeing on well, the roads. We just got a text in. Um, you can always text us 437-1620 and keep those tips coming in. Uh, if you're headed uh, towards the Bay Center uh, on Three Mile Bridge, if you're headed in that direction on Gulf Breeze Parkway, once you get off the bridge, there is an accident there blocking the left lane. So uh, if you're coming off the bridge, go ahead and kind of get over to the right uh, because once you uh, get past the uh, the roundabout and all that there, it looks like it's going to be blocked up on the left. I-10 and I-110, though, is looking pretty good. Highway 90 through Milton and pace is clear at the moment and um navarre and winhaven are still looking good this report is brought to you by executive landscaping executive landscaping is big enough to get the job done yet small enough to care call 250-3756 for a no hassle estimate that's 250-3756 for executive landscaping and uh thank you for your traffic tips 437-1620 this is news radio 92.3 informative local dependable this is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have a beautiful day today with clouds increasing, high near 80 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 67. For Friday, chance of rain moves in with a 40% chance of a few stray showers, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 75. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 65 degrees. Rain chance does continue into Saturday, 40% chance of rain with a high near 73. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 62. Stay connected to Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEAR. TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 65 in Pensacola, 65 in Gulf Breeze, 59 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your Money Now. Amazon is turning to Prime members to bolster its healthcare business, an industry where the company has sought to expand for years. The tech giant has revealed plans to offer its millions of Amazon Prime subscribers a low-cost annual membership to One Medical, the primary care business Amazon purchased for $3.9 billion earlier this year. Amazon says Prime subscribers can now become One Medical members for $9 a month or $99 a year. The typical cost to become a One Medical member is $200 annually. Morgan Stanley's wealth management arm is being scrutinized by the Federal Reserve, which is looking into whether the bank has sufficient controls in place to prevent rich foreign customers from laundering money. The Wall Street Journal says the Fed's been probing how Morgan Stanley bets foreigners and the origins of their money before taking them on as customers. What started out as a routine review a few years ago escalated after regulators found some problems. And that's your money now. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 
four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash free. That's ziprecruiter.com slash free. ziprecruiter.com slash free. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. War breaks out between Israel and Hamas. Starting with our top three stories today, the latest in Israel is Hamas released two hostages. A militant couple who was in Israel when the Hamas attacks began has arrived back home safely. When we were leaving, Governor DeSantis says it's important to stand with Israel. Most of the deaths of our own servicemen. We're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. I got to give the president credit for keeping you informed with a local emphasis. News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative. Local. The only other thing I've, I've got to ask is, uh, Committee of the Whole, this is where all of the committees get together. It seems like there hasn't been one, at least since Mike has been uh, a commissioner and since I've been paying attention. I, I think we could get a whole lot more done with Committee of the Whole, where you could have conversations uh, there you go. That's Keith Bowe. He's a public speaker at the uh, Scambia County Commission meeting last week and raising a question that I kind of keep raising, which is we used to, every, you know, every month, and we have one scheduled actually every month to have a committee of the whole. That's where the, the county commission will talk about issues that it's just not really best to handle in a meeting there where they can really argue and wrangle and get in depth about something and get briefed by staff and talk to each other about big issues. Like, for example, you know, um, apartment complex reform, which is something that Commissioner Bergash wants to do, or parking reform, or Right, land land development code reform if they if they have an appetite to do it, but we're not having one again. So I want to start with that. It may not be the biggest thing in the world, but it is one that concerns me. Uh, Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator, joins us every Thursday. Wes, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. It's great to be here this morning. Good morning. So I feel like we're just following the Bart Simpson advice. Don't have a cow, man. So <laughs> why why aren't we having? Cow? It's been like fifteen months. I, well, I don't think we've had a need for one for one yet. You know, I, and you mentioned land development code, and I, I know Joy's working on some parking things, along with apartments and townhomes and such. And she and I had a lengthy conversation yesterday morning. Uh, you know, that, you're right. That might be something that we schedule a cow for. Uh, but I, I think we've been pretty efficient with our meetings. 
things that need to be discussed a little more thoroughly, we put them on the discussion uh, part of my agenda, and we'll, we'll roll like that. I think it's, uh, you know, I've not had a huge request, and, and I've not seen any issues that have come up that really call for a special meeting. We had to bring staff in and bring the commissioners in on the dais, and then, you know, everybody's got a lot of work to do, and, and we're trying to concentrate and be as efficient as we can. I did want to ask you, and I, I think I might be wrong about this, so if so, I would definitely apologize. Um, it seemed to me like the first thing Stephen Barry did when he took over the chairmanship is he reduced public speaking time to two minutes. But you and I were just chatting off the air briefly a moment ago and uh, from three, and you said that it has been that way for a little while, that Commissioner May, when he was the chairman, had that same thing in place? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've been rolling with two minutes for quite some time. Okay. Uh, you know, it kind of stems from, you know, a lot of it depends on how many speakers you have signed up. But we kind of fell into that two-minute window, and, and that's what we've been doing for okay. quite some time. I, I just know that in Santa Rosa County, they would uh, yell and scream and kick, and I'd be with them <laughs> because, you know, they want four minutes, and they and then cutting it down to three is a big deal. And, I look, I totally get it when there's a lot of speakers. I do. And I know you're not the chairman. You don't run the meetings. I'm just, you know, I didn't know if there was some – you know, reason or policy or conversation that I was not privy to didn't understand because it seems like two minutes mm. is a lot to ask of the civilian, especially when you don't have, you know, if, you, if you've got 30 of them in front of you, that's fine. But if you've got, you know, eight like the other day, it seems like uh, too little time. Lots of stuff going on that the county is doing um, that I wanted to ask you about. And by the way, th- this is like... I don't know. You, 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 there's a lot of things that don't go reported. And uh, so I appreciate Andy Gibson in the PIO's office and giving us stuff that we didn't realize were happening. You guys had a cold weather forum yesterday, a very proactive thing to do this year, learning lessons from last year, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Travis Tompkins, our emergency manager, uh, you know, we went to that cold spell last year. And uh, there's a lot of folks concerned where, where the shelter's at, what we're going to do. And so he's uh, in an effort to pre-plan and get ahead of the curve, if you will. He had a meeting yesterday. I think it was well, very well attended. I think almost 40 to 50 people there. Oh, wow. For our community partners and, and some media and some other folks. And just what is our plan going to be moving forward when the cold weather hits? Because, you know, we will get those cold snaps as we move into January and February. And so trying to get ahead of it, plan ahead and be prepared and know what know what the plan is when it does get here. So nobody's scrambling, nobody's at the last minute, well, what are we going to do, what are we going to do. We, we know what we're going to do to put a plan in place. And they're still fine-tuning it, And but when, when we, we will be ready when it comes, and, and that's what that was about. Well, well, did he not get enough accolades for helping with the Baptist move and all that, and now we got to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that was Chief Torcell. So hey. anyway, in, in any case, that's great. Yeah, I love that. that. Hey, that's, that's yesterday's news, man. You know how it is. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> that's right. No, but I love that proactivity. Um, you also are doing a thing today in Brownsville, uh, the Block by Block Youth Construction Symposium. What's this all about? Yeah, this is a Commissioner, well, Commissioner May initiative, something he's been really wanting to put in place for quite some time. And I think we finally got it got it fine-tuned. We're partnering with Pensacola State College. They're going to run uh, the, the academy, if you will, this is really what it is. And we're going to take on carpentry first. And so we're going to bring some youth in, uh, and we're going to maybe 25 to 30 and put them through uh, uh, an academy through, through a, a certification program. And we're going to train them, going to teach them how to do carpentry. And when they get done with the program, they'll be, they will have a, cert- a certificate. They'll be certified to do that. Huh. Then our next program will probably maybe plumbing or maybe electrical, it may be uh, masonry or something like that. But we're going to keep pushing through the program 
with the goal of when they get out or get complete the program, they'll they'll be able to, to go out and get a job. So this and, is like uh, uh, so like a like a George Stone light or like a you know a, a preamble to you know yeah, like like right. a, a, a cut down version of professional training. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna put them through it again. You know, some it's, we're gonna pay for it. You know, they're they're not gonna have to pay for it. So hmm. it's something to try just to try to help just try to help the, the community, if you will. Those who who want that kind of training, who desire to to get that kind of work and get that kind of job, it's plentiful. It pays well in our community, and so we're that's what we're uh, that's what we're trying to do. Hey, I mean, look if it if it gets them hope, it gets them a job, it gets them doing good stuff instead of bad stuff, and supplies labor that we so desperately need. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. this. Is very interesting. I like the innovation. Uh, hold on for just a second, Wes. We're talking to Wes Miranda, the Escambia County Administrator. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right, uh, if you're headed. Uh, Eastbound on 98 in Winhaven Beach area, we uh, have an accident that's just reported and it's going to cause some slowdown there. Also, if you're headed on 98, going over the three, three mile bridge, headed uh, westbound, uh, right as you get off three mile bridge, there's there's an accident there headed towards Gregory Street. It's got the left lane blocked. Uh, also, uh, let's see here. Highway 90 through Milton Pace is flowing pretty good right now. No delays on Burgess or Olive and Gulf Beach Highway is still looking good. This traffic report is brought to you by Fresh From Florida at freshfromflorida.com. You can see <laughs> where my notes are. <laughs> Uh, you, you can see what's in season. I'm watching him grab for the paper and slow down the speech. Stretching. Like, you can stretching. see fresh. Um, <laughs> at freshfromflorida.com, you can see what's in season, recipes that feature local ingredients, and more. Also, join the Fresh from Florida Club today at freshfromflorida.com. Text your info for traffic to 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. See, now you know you're a radio pro because that's the kind of thing radio pro would have. Absolutely do. Well uh, done. Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> That's right. Back to Wes Moreno, the Escambia County Administrator. Uh, Wes, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is I heard Colton Wright in Santa Rosa County talking about a trip to D.C. where he found um, what he thinks is going to be some money to help do the replacement bridge for the Navarre Beach Bridge. Of course, that's something that's been under discussion for a long time. And it got me to thinking... We haven't talked much about the Bob Sykes replacement, which is going to need to be done not very long in the future. Uh, of course, there's a toll there, but that's going to other things. It did not go into safe savings, basically, proactively. I don't think it did, if you correct me if I'm wrong. Where do we stand on funding for the Bob Sykes replacement bridge? When are we going to have to do that, and do we have any idea what it's going to cost? I don't have a number right off the top of my head. I mean, it will certainly be a large number, of course. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, you know, we're looking at some of that same some of those same grant opportunities that, that I believe you just mentioned. We just had a notice come out. Uh, I think it was the end of last week uh, from you know a federal money, a federal uh, funding opportunity for for exactly that large bridges. And you know, there's a lot. I mean, there's lots of money available for that. So we will certainly be tuning into those grant opportunities and applying for some of those. And then yeah, we do we do have the toll. Um, right now we're trying. You know, I think we have ten years left to pay the bond off uh, on Via de Luna. And once that's paid off, those monies will also go to funding a bridge replacement uh, there for Bob Sykes. But we'll, grant money will be our friend, and we will certainly pursue every bit of it. But we're going to have to start on this before ten years, right? I mean, that that we're going to have well, to start doing this in with like five five years or less, yeah. probably, right? Well, you'll have to get your design and all your stuff in place. Yeah. 
and be ready to go. The design, you know, design, the design. We can we can probably list the design. Uh, it'll be it'll be extensive. But the design, we can, permitting and such, we can we can probably handle that. The construction is what we're going to need help with, and that's what we'll be pursuing. Okay, all right. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to just kind of I wanted to give you a chance to mention this because I thought it was really good. We had. Uh, one person, uh, Wayne Brisky, was 20 years, I think, on the what the planning board, and then another guy who was 15 years on uh, one of the other boards. I, I might have their boards mixed up. I apologize. And then you talked about, you know, uh, Tim Day was talking about the turtle volunteers and all of the work that they do. I will tell you, I I tend to forget, and I think most people don't maybe aren't even aware the tremendous amount of hours and contribution that volunteers make for the county to make it work, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, Wayne Brisky and the other gentlemen, you know, there's hours and hours that they spend there, and they get a small stipend. It's like fifty bucks a month. But if you do, if you compare that to how many hours they spend <laughs> preparing, right. how many hours they spend in meetings, and I mean, you know, the planning board, contractor competency board. I mean, there's just hours and hours that go into that, and you know, you don't get good at that kind of thing unless you spend hours and hours in it. Right. And so when we lose those kind of volunteers, you know, it does leave a big hole. And because Wayne Brisky, you know, they, they, they were good at it. Uh, so we hated to lose them. But volunteers, they, they, they certainly make a difference. The turtle monitoring group, I mean, there's a, a large number of those folks. They're out in the morning. I mean, I took over Pensacola Beach Color Works. We couldn't hit the beach until they gave us a thumbs up. And, and they're out there early, early in the morning. Uh, on the beach, you know, looking for turtle tracks, turtle nests, uh, and they mark them, they block them off, and it's a it's a huge thing, it really is, and uh, we appreciate them as well, and 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 we have you know some volunteers all throughout the county that that just make a difference. We have a large number of volunteers at the animal shelter, right? That trust me, we we could not do what we do over that animal shelter without those volunteers. Uh, they come in, they help bathe the dogs and, and take care of the animals and do do all the other things that have to be done over there, wash blankets, wash you know, wash cleaning rags, all the stuff. We could, I mean, we have enough hard, hard enough time staffing just paid positions. We certainly couldn't do what we do over there without the volunteers. So that makes a huge difference. No, absolutely. That's why I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it because I know that is such a big part of the county that, again, doesn't get a lot of attention very often. Last thing, um, there's some barbecue going on this weekend. Eggfest is Sunday. Are you cooking this year? Or are you on like the bench? Uh, you know, <laughs> I am not on the team this year. Uh, I, I keep saying every year that I'm going to do that, and before I know it, it's here. Uh, it was just so busy during the week, and it just don't. I don't know. I guess if I really wanted to do it. I'd make time to do it. But, there you go. That's true. Uh, Maybe you can be the uh, uh, the, the call up, like for uh, for uh, steak cook off. You know, they'll they'll call you, be pinch hitting for ECFR or something. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. I did buy another big green egg and another demo green egg that I'll pick up or uh, after the egg fest. And um, but no, it's a good event. How I, many do you really have? And I talked to. I have just one. Well, actually, I have two. I have a, oh, a large okay. and have a mini max. So I bought another large, and uh, I just had some work down here at the house to have a place to put it. But uh, I know I talked to Skyler uh, the other day, uh, this week, with uh, Skinned Electric Motor Company, the huge, just great family, great people. And uh, he said, man, we, we were kind of concerned because some of our regular cook teams, and they kind of bowed out for different reasons, but we've got a lot of new teams signed up, and we've seen some of the stuff they're going to be doing. 
It's, it's just really going to be. I think it's really going to be good. It's, all, I think all it's really going to be a good event. All I know is if if I'm cooking something and I can get Wes on my team, we win. You know that's that's the thing that I know. Well, Wes Moreno, he is the well, uh, count- we try. <laughs> no, you don't just try. You dominate. Uh, Wes Moreno is the county administrator for Escambia County and a fantastic barbecue, by the way. Uh, Wes, thanks as always for the time, sir. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you, Andrew. We'll see you now. You bet. Six fifty four News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenworth Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's today at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. With the holidays upon us, the increase in traveling, shopping, and connecting online also heightens the need to protect your identity and finances with LifeLock. Identity thieves see this time of year as an opportunity to drain your accounts, open new loans in your name, and damage your financial future. LifeLock detects and alerts you to the threats you might miss on your own. Don't let the busy holiday season catch you off guard. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY, LifeLock.com, promo code CLAY. An affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida, Inc., BBA Florida Blue. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The 38th annual Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival is Thursday through the 19th in venues all along the Florida, Alabama Gulf Coast. Hear the writers' songs from seasoned and aspiring songwriters from all over the world. See frankbrownsongwriters.com. The National Park's fee-free day is Saturday. Find out more at nps.gov. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. The Pensacola Expert Panel, Pep Talk, 9 to 11, before Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 340. Florida averages 324. Georgia is 288. And California is 510. That's the spread. And Navarre, 282 east at the Walmart, 283 west at the Walmart. Foot of the Garcon Point Bridge is 282 at the Murphy across the street, 309 at the Exxon and Gulf Breeze, 289 at the Sefco in Milton, 290 at the Pea Ridge uh, Mur- uh, Murphy, and then 299 going through pace. If you get over into Pensacola on Nine Mile, the Walmart is 282. Uh, best price, gosh, the prices on US 29 are weirdly high. 295 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart, 
on US 20. Everybody else is higher. Coming in from the southwest side, looks like 293 at the Navy Murphy. Uh, let's see, we've got traffic now with Jake. Go ahead, sir. Yes, we've got a few things that we're watching this morning. We just got a, a text in saying that uh, there is a an accident, let's see here, eastbound on I-10 uh, before mile marker 11. I need to look up which mile marker that is. Sorry about that. Uh, but there's a three-car accident there on the right-hand side. Traffic is moving really slow. And then um, also 98 uh, eastbound in Winhaven. There was a vehicle collision reported there. Uh, 98 eastbound in Navarre at Pullum Street. Uh, it's got it backed up from around where uh, Highway 87 meets 98 eastbound. Uh, crews should be on the scene there shortly, so um, that's going to be backing up this morning. Uh, Highway 90 through Milton and Pace is looking pretty good so far, and um, 98 through Gulf Breeze will probably start slowing down at Avalon any moment. This traffic report is brought to you by New South Windows Solutions. If you have traffic info to report, you can text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I had to do the same thing. I think that's between uh, Davis and Scenic, by the way. Uh, David, no time for future news, but we have a headline, David. You're the, we always go to you, and I just failed to manage time this half. Well, that's so. all right. Actually, I've got one thing here. This actually might be something more for Bobby, but uh, Bobby Rossi. Yeah, but yeah. hey, you know, Pizza Hut's got something new on their menu. It's only available in Hong Kong, though. Great. It is a uh, snake meat pizza. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yep. You're listening to. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.